Phil Buzz Rothfield joins us. Buzz, good morning. I've been loving the Commonwealth Games. Buzz, what do you make of it, mate? Yeah, well, I enjoy it, mate. But look, it's not the Olympic Games. It's not the Soccer World Cup, which is uh, probably my favourite two world events. But... It was very underwhelming, Phil. <laughs> Sorry? It was very underwhelming. Oh, no, look, I, I do enjoy it, Tom. I, I do enjoy it. And, um, um, yeah, I've been watching it. And, look, I don't get up early, but I watch the evening co. It's been rating very well to see mm. it. Knocked off the rugby league again on Thursday Yeah, night. good on them. Buzz. Very underwhelming, Dino. <laughs> Gold Cup was in the Brisbane market too, and it's a really significant story in that the Broncos were playing on Thursday night, and the Commonwealth Games outrated the Broncos in Brisbane. It's unheard of. Yes. Yeah, no, so, extraordinary stuff. I didn't yeah, think that would happen, to be truthful. So. Well, I made my uh, point today, Emma McKee, 20 mm. medals. 14 of them gold in three Commonwealth Games campaigns. She's a freak. So, it doesn't, you know, she's our all-time greatest swimmer now, Emma. And just extraordinary performance, extraordinary domination. But there's been so many other great Australians there. I think that it's not the Olympic Games. Buzz, I want to ask you about this. Harris taps their accidents. You know, and, and in this collision game, I understand that. But, you know, where Salmon kicked Tommy, it ain't on. And I've had history with that kid. I know that kid very well. He's, he was a weak-gutted dog as a kid, and he hasn't changed now. He's a weak-gutted dog person now. It's hard to listen to, isn't it? Thoughts, Buzz? Not pleasant, not mm. pleasant. Look, I spoke to Ricky late last night, and... Um, I've spoken to him again this morning, and he knows that this happened a long, long time ago um, involving junior football and his son, and um, uh, I think that's common knowledge, and, and Jamin Salmon, that Ricky last night chose the wrong platform to speak out about it, and his choice of words were probably inappropriate and I love Ricky Stewart I love the passion he shows on the sideline and the Fox and Channel 9 cameras are all over him he even what he, he pulled a hammy didn't he the other day going mm. off on the sideline but there are time and there's a time and place to air this sort of stuff and um, at a rugby league press conference is not the right place to do it and, Hey, Buzz, we spoke um, to um, Andrew Abdo earlier. The NRL will integrity unit will look into this. Is there a need to take this issue further? Uh, look, I, I think they will have to. I, I, I think there's a little bit uh, quite significant public outrage over Ricky's choice of words and, again, the platform of a press conference that he used. They, they will certainly investigate it. Um, I'd like to see them do it properly and maybe get all parties involved and because it, it's obviously lingered on for a, a long, long time and it, it's not good for the game when things like that blow up like it did last night. And um, But look, I'm very close to Ricky, as you are, Bulldog, and you know how emotional he gets. He, he's Ricky's biggest problem as a football coach and even when he was a player He's one of those guys who gets so emotionally worked up. He's never been 
called our controlling those emotions. And you can say it wasn't in the heat of battle, but after you've lost a really, really important game, you, you're still worked up and you're not thinking as clearly as what he would have been if he'd had a good night's sleep last night and then decided today whether he was going to say something. You know, you, you haven't... I mean, I'm not defending him at all, but, uh, yeah, look, it's a difficult one for the NRL to manage. I know Peter Volandi is aware of the full background and um, so it, it's going to be an important story to follow the next couple of days. Buzz... Dom Perrottet appears to have reneged on at least a handshake deal for funding upgrades to Sydney venues. What do you make of it all, and where does it leave suburban grounds? Well, look, look, I spoke to Peter Volandis about this about four years ago and told him the money they were spending, almost a billion dollars, to build a new stadium at Moor Park for the Roosters, Sydney FC and the Waratahs, who averaged 15,000 people to their game, to make it 42,000 was a waste of public money. But it had to be that size to cater for the SCG members. Um, that's why it was built so big. Had they replicated Parramatta's Combat Stadium and put that at Moore Park, that would have left enough money to do all the home grounds to do Brookie, to do Sharp Park, to do Leichhardt. You saw what happened at Leichhardt yesterday. The railing collapsed and dozens and dozens of people almost seriously injured. So it does show there is a genuine case for money to be spent on the home grounds. However, I fully understand. The one thing I can understand from the government is that there are people homeless in Lismore and the northern New South Wales from the floods and they deserve first, uh, first consideration when there's money to be spent. However, if that is the case, why are they bulldozing a perfectly reasonable stadium at Penrith, buying the trotting track, starting all over again at a cost of $450 million if people in Lismore, as we know they do, need the money? Why? Because it's Stuart Ayres' seat. Mm -hmm. and this whole stadium business has been an absolute debacle since day one. I've done a piece in my column. There have been six different sports ministers over the last three years. And they get into these positions, these portfolios, and they make decisions. And then someone moves on. The new one comes up. It's just outrageously poor ministerial management that we're left in this situation with one brand-new stadium in Moore Park, another going up at Penrith where, in my view with the current uh, cost restraints, uh, it's not money well worth spending. Yeah, no, it's been a debacle from day one. Hey, uh, Buzz, I know you've been singing this young man's praises for a while, um, uh, Joseph Suwali, and he, I think you called for him to almost be in the origin squad at the very least. The Roosters want to make him a lifetime player at their club, and uh, he is a sensational young player, isn't he, Suwali? Yeah, he, he is, but he's... One of a few NRL players, I wrote a couple of weeks ago, Matt Burton and um, Joseph Suwali. The ARU before the two, the, or Rugby Australia, as they're now known, before the 2003 World Cup in Australia, they signed Matt Rogers, Wendell Saylor, Lottie Dekiri, and they're trying to do something similar. They've, they've got cash at the moment. But 
Nick Collides, I've pointed out today, wants him at the Roosters for life. He's a really humble young man. He's a sensational footballer. He's really, really tough player. And he's nowhere near his peak. So yeah. I haven't seen over the years Nick Collides lose too many players he wants to keep. But um, the Roosters have got will have their salary cap issues because they've got Joey Manu on big money, Tedesco big money, Kiri on big money. They've signed Brandon Smith for next year. They've got Radley. and So they're restrained. But, you know, look at Penrith with their salary cap mm. and the players they've lose but still been able to uh, maintain their dominance with the premiership. So, uh, look, but I, I think he'll stay at the Roosters. He, he loves it there and... Um, you can see um, how tight he is with his teammates, and uh, and I hope he does because I'd I'd want it in rugby league, you know. Uh, Buzz, you wrote this morning in your What's the Buzz column in the Sunday Telly that Shane Flanagan won't take up an offer to help out uh, Justin Holbrook at the Titans. What's behind that? Well, Shane Flanagan's got some nice gigs, and he's on decent money. He's on sort of assistant coach money at St George Illawarra in a, a key off field role as their manager of their salary cap and does all the negotiations with players they're trying to keep and uh, players they're trying to bring to the club. I really enjoyed listening to him on Fox Sports. Do you guys heard him there? He's Outstanding. Really Outstanding. Yeah, I really like And he worked on a rival radio station, 2GB as well. And look, to give up those three good gigs he's got will take more than an assistant role and uprooting his family to move to the Gold Coast. If Justin Holbrook was to go and he was offered the head coaching position, he'd be up there and on the next plane. Mm. But um, at this stage, he's decided um, not interested. Um, and, uh, yeah, he'll wait for a head coaching role. And, look, it's a very frustrating period for him. He's missed out on a lot of jobs. Look, maybe with the pressure building on Anthony Griffin, especially after last night, Maybe his next coaching job will be at St George Illawarra. He knows the system there. He knows the players. He knows their captain. Maybe if um, Anthony or Hawk can't turn it around next year, that'll be their immediate option. Mm, interesting. Hey, Buzz, I, I did enjoy your, your little piece in your column, What's the Buzz, today, about the 72 schoolboys. What a phenomenal team they were. And they the two, undefeated tour of England. They had a 50-year reunion the other day. And the names to come out of that schoolboys oh. team, legendary. Yeah, they were, mate. Royce Ailey, Liam Schubert, Craig Young, your mate, Les Boyd, Bulldog, Robert Finch, Brian Hetherington, very good centre three-quarter. i tell you what, they took about 26, 27 players away on that tour. And what was so amazing, I think about 80% of them were from either Wollongong, Newcastle or the Bush. Wow. Mm. Um, you know, Ian Schubert, Warhope. Um, Craig Young, Coromel, um, Les Boyd from Ningham, Robert Finch, Maitland. And it worries me now about bush football. You see back in those days what a pipeline it was, what a nursery it was for rugby league. And you look mm. at the state of bush footy now and they're not developing players like they used to. And So it's uh, quite interesting. Yeah. Hey, Buzz, we've got a caller coming through. I think um, Ray Hadley is it? Yeah, Ray, Ray's yeah. just texts through, Buzz, and he wants you on air as well to talk about this Penrith drama, I think, in terms of the stadium. Good morning, Ray. Oh. Yeah, good morning. Yeah, boys. Just 
listening to Phil, and he's right. He spoke about this years ago, about the fact that, you know, it was a waste of money doing what they did at the football stadium. But there's another part of the Penrith story. They announced it in December last year. They didn't mention anything about the, the trotting track. That, that didn't cop a mention. In the last month, they revealed that what they're going to do is not build on the current site. They're going to acquire, the, maybe compulsory, the, the trotting track. Now, the trotting track's owned by the show society. It's not owned by the government. And, and if, in fact, they want to build a new stadium not on the current site, and goodness knows what they'll do with it, and then either acquire by negotiation or compulsory uh, acquisition of the trotting track, forget about $300 million. It'll go beyond the $550 million they've already allegedly promised to spend on the other stadia and Penrith. It'll be at least $300 million to build a new stadium, and you know what it's like. Building costs are going up on a daily basis. Mm. So the Perte government will have to find something like between five and $700 million to a, and then and then relocate the trotting track, because that'll be part of the deal, and goodness knows where they're going to put that. But it's, it, the whole thing is just a complete fiasco. The Stuart Airs wanted to be there to unveil his name to some stadia uh, for perpetuity. Uh, mm. But I, I just can't believe Perte has not come out in the last 48 hours after we revealed last week about the trotting track, and I spoke to John Dunsany from Harness Racing New South Wales, it's just a complete and utter waste of money mm. and a fiasco. And, and, and Ray, where does Chris Minns and the opposition stand on this issue? Well, um, if he wants to be Premier, he'll pull his head in about this one. I, I mean, look, it's very difficult because Ayers has got a 1.3% advantage in Penrith and he wants to win it. Mm. I think the candidate will be the local former mayor of yes, Lima. Yes, um, yeah. But... but you know, he, he's treating fairly warily because he doesn't want to say to Penrith people, oh, you're not going to get your stadium. But what he's got to do is, you know, do up where it is now. I mean, spend the money on that and maybe they get away with it for 300 But you can't just knock the trotting club on the head and say, bad luck. You're mm. meeting every right. Thursday night's gone. Buzz, what do you make of Ray's comments? Well, the other thing, Ray, is that all these new stadiums like at Parramatta were yeah. for the Wanderers a-League side and other NRL clubs to use. Mm. Now, at Penrith, there's no A-League team. There's no rugby union team. You can't play AFL there. So it's strictly for the Panthers' use the 12 home games. Mm. And you're 100% right. Building costs have gone up 30%. They're going to bulldoze the current venue. They're going to have to purchase the drop track. It is disgraceful. As I pointed out this morning, they've had six sports ministers in three years. Mm. They wonder why they can't get their policies right. And I'll tell you what about the six, and I'll, I'll exclude Kevin Anderson. I don't think he's a bad bloke. The other five aren't worth a bumper. I mean, Jeff Lee, who's now the correction minister, you wouldn't trust him with the keys of the outdoor Scheisenhausen, let alone the Minister of Sport or Corrections. I mean, fair dinkum. And, and you're right, they've been inept and stupid and they've just gone along with the flow and they've been dictated to by big business. And at the end of the day, if they go ahead with Penrith, that'll be a rock on which they perish. The people who... It's a bit like what they do with greyhound racing on a smaller scale. They're trying to get rid of... It's been 177 years it's been there. 177 years. And the show's coming up on the 27th of August. They just want to close it down and shut it off. I mean, it's just an act of bastardry well, by a government that's on its knees. Yeah. Well, Buzz and Ray, question to both of you. Buzz, first, if, if this deal is pulled and then the government decides to allocate funds elsewhere, how does the NRL go about refurbishing 
the suburban grounds and maintaining that that push to have better community grounds for for local supporters. I'd, I'd, I'd think the NRL and uh, and I can pop the that money needs to be passed on to flood victims first. But in the next couple of years, I hope it's revisited. We'll probably have a new government the way this one's going, and I hope these suburban venues are brought up to a standard where we don't see what we saw at Lycan over yesterday. Yeah, Ray, your, your view? Yeah, I think, uh, I think Phil's right. I, I think that it's not in this year's budget, um, and, and it was never in this year's budget for the suburban ground, so Dominic Perrottet's handshake's not worth a squirt because he shook hands with the landies on it and said, yeah, we'll do it, and then he changed, changed his mind in between announcing Penrith and not announcing the others. But he's right. I mean, what happened at cut yesterday? We, we could have front-page stories today and all the news programs talking about a dozen people dead. Mm. Mm. I mean... Really, at a schoolboy football match, an important one between Joey's and Riverview. But I mean, Leichhardt is not a, a place you want to send people in large numbers, like 15,000 yesterday. And if they want to play football there, and Dominic Perrottet, you wouldn't want to buy a lotto ticket with him. I mean, yesterday was very unfortunate, but it couldn't have come at the worst time with him in crisis over suburban grounds. Leichhardt falls over and injures people and could have, you know, caused the death of people. Mm. It's it's extraordinary stuff, Ray. Ray, really appreciate you coming on and, and enlightening us about this subject and just where we're at politically because there's a lot to play out, Ray. Yeah, well, look, I don't I don't do as much rugby league as I used to, but after 35 years, I'm passionate about it, and I hate I hate the fact that the government thinks they can just shake hands with rugby league and treat us like we're imbeciles and say, ah, oh, we're only kidding. But because we want heirs to be re-elected in Penrith, we'll tip in three to five or six hundred million up there to make sure he gets a job. The bloke's not worth a squirt either. I'll see you later, guys. Good on you, Ray. Thanks, Ray. Thanks, Ray. Hey, Baj, you can hear the passion in his voice, and that goes to your point. Is There's a lot to play out here, and the government really has to go back to the drawing board, don't they? And one thing about Peter Volandi is if, you, if he gives his word... You have to take it because he doesn't. He's as true to his word as as you can find, and he won't cop this lying down. Yeah, no, I hundred uh, percent agree. He's um, had a tough week, Peter, um, because he feels like he's been dudded. Mm. They're very nicked, and he had a handshake agreement. That's normally enough for Peter Volandis, isn't it? Yeah, he's always thought I had the honour to stand by a handshake, but. Um, mm. Look, I'm hoping it does. I was down at Shark Park again last night. Wonderful old venue. But Brookie, you know, try getting the bathroom at Brookie. Try getting a decent meal at Brookie. Mm-hmm. And their fans have had enough. And it's a credit to the supporters of both footy clubs and West Tigers that they keep filling, filling these venues, but they deserve better. Yeah. Hey, Buzz, we better get back to the footy. Speaking of which, there's two games to complete this weekend's round. The 2 o'clock game, Bulldogs versus North Queensland. 4.05, West Tigers versus Newcastle. How do you see him, Buzz? I'm really excited, Ray, about these two games. And I'm going to tip an upset this afternoon. I think the Bulldogs can jam the Cowboys. I, I was wrong last wow, week. Yeah. I, mm. I thought St George could, but I've been really, really impressed. And you know the bloke, Doggy, who hasn't been getting a lot of credit? The crown of his research, and I know Mick Potter has, and deservedly so. Here, Cole Flanagan's playing well. Mm. I knew who you were going to say, Buzz, straight yeah. away. He's been absolutely outstanding, good on maligned, him. disparaged, criticised. Good on him. He's, he's a tough kid, yeah. that one. I, I applaud everything he does. Yeah, no, and look, how much is hanging on this next game? Knights v West Tigers, Campbelltown. I think the West Tigers will be too good for them. I really do, and... Um, 
it's going to make Adam O'Brien a big, big story next week. Okay, watch this space. Hey, Buzz, appreciate it as always. Enjoy your Sunday. We'll talk next week. Thanks, Buzz. On you.